can only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. What's good, my friends? It's Adam here from the Bordager Podcast. Welcome to episode 105, the top 10 dating mistakes guys are making in 2019. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. Now, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom, where I'm going to be able to let you guys know when new anime, docos, uh, music, quotes, books, etc. get added to it. Yeah, it's just a quick sip, so it's free. All you have to do is head to bulldozer.com. Drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip, hot and fresh. This delicious episode is brought to you by Bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Toolbox of Game, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, get you out there, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching, where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You, know, you can get infield breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. And finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling. And be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction. Bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50. Convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So, serious inquiries only, all via bulldozer.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through bulldozer.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And the reason why I sound like I've just been hit by a truck is because this podcast, as you can already tell, goes for quite some time. Of course, I record this intro in the post. So I left my soul in the court. I've given you guys my everything, my absolute everything. There will be time marks down below, of course, but listen, it's just, it's pretty much a summarization of all the lessons I've learned from myself and my clients over the last eight to nine years, condensed down. So yes, time marks will be there. You'll gain much more though. Trust me, this is the only thing I'm going to say in the intro is just that you'll gain much more from this podcast if you watch it and listen to it from start to finish, because towards the end, you start to see this incredible, you see this incredible morphing of lessons into lessons. And you see, oh shit, number one applies to number five, and the number three applies to number eight, and the number six, seven, and nine all went to number 10. It's like, it's incredible when you can watch that happen. So of course, in post, you can check the time marks if you ever need to come back to them, but I do highly recommend you watch it from start to finish. With that being said, listen, this is a session of all sessions. Just call this a manifesto if you want. But uh, yeah, dive, I'll catch you guys at the end. That was so clean. What's good, my friends? It's Adabir. Welcome to B2B 105 the top 10 dating mistakes men are making in 2019. I am very excited for this episode because it's been a hot minute since we did the top 10. I think the last one was the top 10 pickup beginner mistakes. And for those of you that are super new uh, to this potter, this is like an anomaly. This is a phenomenon of phenomena in which that I have preparation. 
I have prepared, no, well, not notes, but I have a structured list of the top 10 I want to go through. So this is going to be probably the most tactical of tactical bottles as they can become because we actually have a pre-laid out structure, which for those of you that are new, that's not how we normally go. Normally, I just just unleash the brainchild out into the field and out into society and we see what happens. Not today though, not today. So I hope you guys are doing well. I've got some further things to update you on once we get past this little initial uh, get get but the context for this episode today came off one of the youtube videos so shout out to uh i think his name was clifton i'll get the message in a second or maybe i won't i should have, i should have prepared that earlier we'll get it and uh he was pretty much just asking me what were what are the biggest mistakes men make and the thing is that i was like let's have a field day with this let's have a field day let's go on an excursion with this i'm very excited i hope you guys are doing well and get time marks that's the other thing i want you to treat this potto as if it is a book. Treat it like a book where like an encyclopedia in a sense in which that reference the time marks down below. Listen, for the OGs that are in it for the hardcore learns, just watch the entire bloody thing. But if you want to, it's more as a reference when you want to come back to this potter, just look in the description on YouTube. There'll be time marks. I'll also put it in the show notes as well uh, for those of you that are listening on Bodoja Podcast, uh, on Bodoja.com, which by the way, I've got to update you guys on what's going on with all that shit. Before we do though, let me get a sip all this matcha as tradition says, as legend lays out. Come by. Sweet Jesus. This is what dreams are made of. This matcha is so good. The M7, you gotta get that M7 whisking technique on point. So, so yes, there'll be time marks down below. You can come back to the points that you feel are most relevant to you, as I did in the top 10 pickup beginner mistakes. And without further ado, yeah, I'm not going to dive into the YouTube weeds and try and find this guy's question. Just know, he's, I'm pretty sure his name was Clifton, and he basically just asked me, what are the red flags? He dropped a comment in one of the videos saying, what are the red flags uh, that men are either conscious or unconsciously making when it comes to dating? And so I've just brainchild this into a top 10, which is how I would, uh, it's how I think about it. So, uh, oh, the concept. Yeah, I was going to mention as well, by the way, guys, that one of you reached out, shout out to Isaiah on the gram at Uitang1, saying, hey, Adam, where the hell is the other hundred some episodes of this podcast? It's not on iTunes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I check it out on iTunes and on Spotify. Only the most recent 20 podos are there. And so I reached out to my hosting platform, which is Squarespace. And I said, you know, what's going on here? They got back to me within 24 hours and said, yes, it is definitely an issue on our end. Uh, we're going to have to, we're working on this as soon as possible, but we've got to come out with a permanent fix so it applies to all people. So until then, just be patient. <laughs> just, so people are working on it. Wheels are moving. Until then, you can download each individual episode, the MP3 for free on bolger.com, bolger.com. And for some reason on CastBox, it seems to still have all the episodes up. Anyways, I just want to address that for those of you that are wondering where the hell they went. Oh, on YouTube as well, of course. For those of you on YouTube, you can watch every episode there. So, now, with all that being said, let us get it. Let us dive into this top 10 of, like, the biggest red flags, the biggest mistakes guys are making in the dating world of 2019. There's, listen, there's probably more than 10. This is just, like, the first 10 that came to mind. And I didn't even set out to create 10. I was just thinking about it, and I just started writing a list. And it just naturally happened to be 10. It was fucking amazing. Here we go. So I just had to wet my beak with that much. So, <clears throat> number one, 
The number one mistake, this, yeah, for sure. The number one mistake that guys are making in 2019 in the dating world, don't even have to look at this, I just know this off by heart, which is that they don't even realize that they have the power to control their own dating lives. That is the number one mistake guys are making in 2019, which is that they feel, they, they get into this mindset of which that, well, whatever deck they were given at the start of life, well, that's it. And that if I was not born an absolute natural, then there's no chance. Just wave the white flag, pornhub.com, hit me up on Tinder. You know, just let me use every other little tool that there is. And we're going to talk about the different tools we talk about. We'll talk about online game that's going to come later. But staying on this right here, it's the number one mistake is buying into this idea that the cloth that they were cut with when they first came into this world is the only cloth they'll ever have for the rest of their life. And that their natural preset, whether you're on my scale of 0 to 10, and I'm going to rehash a lot of old concepts here for the OGs, you're going to love this potter because we're going to dive into the archive of a lot of things maybe you haven't heard in a while because I'm going to treat this as if you are the absolute beginner that you've never heard one of my potters, you've never heard any of my content before, and I'm not going to assume that you have any prior knowledge. I'm really going to flesh it out. And it's going to get quite tactical as well, so buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. So, well, what was the old school concept I was going to mention there? Uh, fuck it, whatever, it'll come back to me. But anyways, uh, yeah, the, the deck in life and the things you have and, and that cloth that you were given, it's just, it's not the case. It's absolutely not the Oh, zero to 10, there we go. It's not the case. If you were cut from the cloth of maybe a three or a four at the start of life and zero being the hardcore of all hard cases. And if you just go back to the previous video on the channel, I'm not sure when this portal is coming out, but it's called why men have to approach women and hyphen responding to hard cases, which is going to be like a new series where I'm just going to take comments from absolute hard cases or questions from absolute hard cases and just respond to them. That was the first one. And yeah, he's for sure a hard case. And so if you're that zero out of 10, which is the hard case of all hard cases, and then you got the 10, which is the natural of all naturals. If you were somewhere below a five, okay, it's very easy to buy into this idea that you have no power you have no control of your dating life and that it's pretty much just, it's up to the Hail Mary of luck that you're just going to have to rely on luck to meet a girl that maybe you're not necessarily so enthused with that you're not necessarily someone that's lighting you up and that you're riding this journey with her and that it's going to create it's the woman you actually want to have kids with it's the woman that you actually want to to go through all life experiences with it was just the girl that said yes to you and this thing, the girl that just said yes to you, there's so many guys out there in 2019 that they're just settling down. They're just settling down in the sense of settling. They're just settling for the girl that said yes to them rather than realizing their own true abundance, their own true power, and realizing that there is a journey to be had here. There's a journey to be had here that if you're between zero to five, that you can work. That you can go out there and work on yourself. That you can go out there and... And yeah, it's not easy. For sure, it's not easy. It's probably the most difficult thing you'll ever have to do in your life. I've said this to many of my clients. It's one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in your life to rewire your hard conditioned patterns, to tear down the paper walls within your mind. All these preconceptions and all these entrenchments you have around what you think you deserve from women, what type of woman you think you deserve, and your entitlement, and just... All, it's, it's, it's an all-encompassing lens, a lens through which you perceive reality that that's the biggest mistake 
It's the biggest mistake I see because everything else fits within that lens that we're going to talk about here. But if you just to look at the number one mistake, the biggest thing guys mess up is in thinking that they have no power, that they cannot control their dating lives, that forever and for the rest of time, it's just going to be on, well, I'm just going to have to wait for a girl to say yes to me. Or I'm going to have to wait for an, an average girl who I'm not really that enthused with and just kind of ride out life through that and I'll never have a fulfilling sexual life. I'll never have a fulfilling intimate relationship with my one-to-one. It's never going to be that way for me. And I just want to be here as, as a testament from my own story. It's not the case. It's not the case from my story of two years of absolutely fucking up. Two years of that. I was, I, was, uh, I was not as toxic as some, but there was a stage in life, as I mentioned in that previous video on, in responding to that hard case, where I felt like, for sure, this stuff is more difficult for me. And why does it have to be so? Why does this shit have to be so much more difficult for me? Should I just give up now? Is this how life is always going to be? Where I'm just going to be sitting on the beanbag Saturday night, got that Pizza Hut Hawaiian slash pepperoni sun, that Call of Duty Black Ops 2, and that's what my Saturday night's going to be for me for the rest of my life? No. No, it's not. What you can do is you can get out there on a 30-day challenge. You can meet five to 10 girls every single day, reflect, record every audio interaction, break it down every single night, get the lessons, go out the next day, work on those lessons, and transform yourself. And transform yourself through the process of knowing the people in front of you and seeing who you are in relation to the person in front of you. There is a path to be had. You do not have to accept your, your low-level nature. You do not have to accept your zero-to-five nature and that all the other opinions around you from friends, from family, from society that tells you you can't get it done. I have coached far too many guys below a five on, the, on that scale that have changed their lives and in doing so, changed who they are. I have transformed myself through that process. For those of you that don't know, real quick summary here. I was in the journey from 17 to 19, two years. No day twos, no lays, no casual relationships, no serious relationships. Two years in the journey. Was able to go out there, meet girls, get girls numbers, number harvest for sure. But it was no day twos and was not connecting to any of them. It was only through the 30-day challenge that I changed my life. First ever bring, first ever day two, amazing. First ever pull back to my home, amazing. First ever sexual intimacy with a woman, amazing. And then by the end of the 30-day challenge, three casual relationships. About two months after that, a monogamous relationship that spanned for another two years with my eat girl. Whew, that came out quickly, but I just want to, I was trying to rush. I'm trying to beat the timer here. Let me reset. So for a guy that was waking up every single day for two years who thought he was in the journey, thought he was changing his life, which I guess is a slightly different point, but yet the end result was the same, which is that for those of you that feel like you have no power in your dating life, that's how, that's still how I felt, even though I could go out there and meet a girl on the day, stop her in the street and still get her number, but she wasn't coming out to day two. You almost feel less, you, you feel more powerless. You feel like you have less power because of that. It's like I'm putting in work, but nothing's coming out of it. So it's interesting. More lessons there, more lessons there to come through. But the main point of this is that if I could change myself through the process of this journey, so can you. And listen, I was definitely, I make no confusion about it. I was not the most toxic. I was not the most hard case. I ballpark myself at somewhere around a five, a five for sure. Around that point, higher in different aspects. You know, you can, we all have different uh, specialities in certain environments and circumstances where we might be a little bit higher but as a general number of social development, probably around five at that point. So, for, but I've coached so many well below that, you know, and I, th I feel like, uh, I think I think about one of my clients who's in, who I coached in New York earlier this year, did boot camp earlier this year, you know, he's a two to a three and out of 60 to 70 interactions on day one, 
he could barely convey masculine intent to, I would say, about three women. You know, it was like three times across 60 to 70 interactions that I truly saw him convey actual masculine intent. Then 16 weeks later, he's texting me on WhatsApp saying that Adam had an instant date with this girl and we had it and brought her back on the day two and we had our first sexual intimacy. Just, and I, 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 want, I don't want to go too long in that story because that's just, uh, it's a story in and of itself. But what I'm trying to paint here, the point here is that the lowest of the low can transform. The lowest of the low can alchemize. And just the biggest mistake, because I will start to move on here, I want to keep this sharp and tactical, is ever thinking that you don't have the power to change. We all have that power to change. No matter how far gone you think you are, if you are still breathing, I believe in you. I believe in you. You know, losers can try again. Better life, you can't get that back. And that was a quote from Yo Mushi Peredu which is a fantastic anime I'm currently watching. I forgot what episode it is, and I'll be putting it in the uh, Quotes of Wisdom very soon in the uh, next bowl of sip. Bowl sip, by the way. Just shout out to a quick shout out to that because it's still very new. New weekly email newsletter, bowl sip. Uh, just drop your email in at bowldoja.com. Get a quick sip to social dynamics and uh, the awesome shit that I'm exploring, such as that stuff, uh, every Friday. Just a quick free email news, uh, email weekly newsletter. And uh, that's all there, so that'll be updated in there. But that that quote blew me away last night, which was, yeah, losers can try again. But a life, you can't get that back. And all that means to me is just never give up on yourself. Ne- never fully red line. Never fully tank. I don't care how many times you fail. I don't care how beaten down you think you are. You can change. You can evolve. You can grow. You can alchemize yourself into the higher level, the next level, for sure. So... Don't make that mistake. Do not make this mistake. Because every other mistake we're about to go down through now really requires you to have the belief in yourself that you can, in fact, change. That's why it's number one. There, there are far more tactical mistakes that I'm going to go through here. But that's, that's the big tick. That's your big kahuna right there. This matcha is fucking good. It's so good. It's just... When you, when you get the whisk technique correct, I feel like I need to do an instructional video on this. <laughs> and I'm by no means a master. I have not studied. I have not studied, but I have. Okay, I have been studying but the way of matcha for the last few years. Anyways, not the matcha podcast. Should be, but we'll continue. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, so moving on to number two here. And also, by the way, for those of you that are wondering, like, did Adam write all that shit down or did that just come well for the there's like that one hard case and I think that's all notes no that all just came from my heart the only thing I'm looking at here on my phone for those of you that are not watching me on YouTube or obviously can't see my screen anyway is on my phone all I've got is just the title that's all I've written down just so that we can come back to the index and it's pretty much the titles are what you can see in the timestamps that's all that's written down here and see, but even for me, that's weird because even then I never run a podcast with even this little of structure. This is like the most structure we'll ever do. So not, the second biggest mistake guys make in their dating lives in 2019 is for sure acting from neediness and the royal pedestaling. They lick in the boots. They lick in the boots. They're red or uh, pedestaling. Hey, not, red or, not royal goosen for those of you that saw that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> so you got herpes video. It goes a shibby star. But not, you know, royal pedestaling. So this is where we start to dive into tactics now. 
which is that treating women and the sexual experiences and opportunities they have with them as if they are some rare gem that has been discovered in the deep Amazonian jungles and that they could never get back here and that there is no map towards this, that there is no X marks the spot and that we could come back to this well of abundance and extreme, extreme masculine power. No, this happened by chance and this may not ever happen again. So guys act from this place of extreme neediness, this royal pedestaling and it just it kills it 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 kills your set where do i it's like of course the macro it kills you on a macro level but just staying with the micros here it kills the polarization of sexual energy between you and the woman it's like you did all these amazing things and what's interesting is that it, it never sleeps it never rests you have to rip this weed out entirely it has to be fully exercised because you might be able to curtail your royal pedestaling and you're acting from extreme neediness through the initial the initial interaction through the initial interaction for sure but then what do you like on a day two are you, are you acting from neediness then are you, are you are you trying to pay for are you trying to pay for these elaborate extreme dates in which you're trying to prove to the woman that well well i'm i'm i, I couldn't possibly be enough so i'm gonna have to use my money to woo this woman and to to confuse this woman into thinking that i'm the man that she should be with and I'll use my money to do that. You know, it's, it's there's through every stage, through every single stage of an interaction, the opportunity to act from neediness, the potential to put her on the royal pedestal exists. And it is definitely a process of learning where does this exist for me? Because you might be good for the first five minutes, but then when you get to a day two, you suck. But then maybe if you got past an initial day two and you go into day three, you can kind of calm down a little bit. For you, it's about knowing yourself. But this is like, this is such a huge mistake because it's not getting into a sexual space with a woman. Getting into a sexually intimate space with a woman is not this prized, rare. I'm trying to think, what's the name of that Loch Ness dragon? The Loch Ness dragon of the, uh, of the ocean or the lake or whatever it is. You know, they, this, it's not Bigfoot. It's not. It's not Area 51. It's not so much mystery around it. And that if you treat sexual opportunity as if it is this highly prized experience to be won, what you do is that you kill the polarization between you and this woman because you may have done some incredible things. You may have, you may have been detached and non-needy and non-royal pedestaling through the initial interaction. And you would have had to have been to have attracted a high-level woman. But then if you then show that on a date, you get out on the first date of a woman and all of a sudden you start leaking out this toxic sludge of that, oh, I really need this to work. I really need this to work. Why? Because I'm not sure if I could get it again. I don't even know how I got into this opportunity with this woman. So the fact that she's even paying me a bar, this is the mindset so many guys get into. The fact that even a, a slightly attractive girl is paying me a bar, well, now I have to protect that. Now, because there's no possible chance that I could ever get back here, I somehow through through the uh, I must I must I must have eaten some fucked up shrooms along the way, and I found myself in this jungle, and I happened to stumble across this uh, this rare gem, but I don't know how to get back here. And through that mindset and through that mentality, you just completely burn the interaction with the woman, because she's like, well, I thought this guy was grounded, I thought this guy was socially savvy. I thought this guy was here with me. I thought this was a guy that I could come to and that would not 
infect the relationship and infect the space between us with his neediness and put me on that pedestal. Now, all the guys from the woman's perspective, women from the woman's perspective, the last thing she wants is to be put on that pedestal. That's the last thing she wants. There's too many guys that will put her on a pedestal. And you know, it's that thing of like, wait, every good story has the bad guy. Every good story has the guy that you want to hate, and there is no good. There is no story without a guy, without the the polar opposite, and that for a woman that's constantly living her life, which is for most guys, which is why it's number two, where she's constantly being put on the pedestal, which guys are constantly just acting from neediness. Especially the more attractive the girl is, uh, the the more outwardly confident a woman is within her own feminine sexual pride, and is willing to just own that. Right, the more she's able to bring that power to light the more guys try and put her on the pedestal because they're more intimidated they get, the more they seek to please just because they're just grateful to be around this rare gem. They have no idea how they got here. And so what if I was? What if I was to not put her on the pedestal? What if I was to act from a completely detached, non-needy place? What if I was to do that and that was to somehow piss her off, push her away? That's the mindset guys come from. They come from, well, I'm just playing from defense. I'm just playing to protect what I have, even if it's already so little. Even if it's just fucking Jenny who sends me a message on Friday saying, hey, Jeff, would you like, I'm, I'm going shopping. Could you carry my bags? Right? Could you carry, could you drive me to the shopping center? And he's like, oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes. I just get to be around Jenny. Right? She's this, she's this dying piece. I just get to be around her. Right, that mentality, because he's just playing from defense, he's just trying to protect that little space he gets. But what if he was to stand up? What if he was to stand up and say, "Like, nah, fuck you, <laughs> you drive yourself, you drive yourself." Or you know, if you actually want to have a uh, get get around, let's listen. On my turns, meet me out. Let's go. Let's go chill. Let's go chill. Let's get a. Uh, let's go to hit. Oh, hold on, I've got to reset it. It's green tea and chill time, baby. It's Starbucks and chill, baby. Let's go. And actually put forward his masculine intent and saying, listen, I'm not happy to be in this friend zone. I'm not going to put you on the royal pedestal. I'm not going to be the royal bootlicker. I'm going to show you that, well, I'm actually a masculine being that does not care whether you're in or out. And within that lack and indifference to needing her to approve of you, with that indifference to her of having to approve you, that's where attraction is born. That's when a woman goes, oh, oh, here is some polarization. Here is what I'm not used to, as I've said before, and I'll say it again. There are many nice guys. There are many nice guys out there, and she doesn't need one more. She does not need one more. What she needs is a man who is willing to stand up, follow his masculine intent, not lick those boots, not put her on the pedestal, and not come from that place of neediness in which that, oh, well, this is such an amazing opportunity and rare gem that I'd never know I could ever get back here, so I better just play from defense and protect it. She does not need that. It's not need that. It's just, I guess, so visceral about this one point here because if you could just realize the power in being able to say to a woman, listen, I'm in a stage in life right now where I want to have some fun. I want to experience it. I want to learn about myself in relation to a lot of other different people, which means I need to have sexual abundance with many other different people, and I'd like for you to have that as well. So if you're down, let's kick it. If you're down, let's kick it. If you're not down, that's totally cool. And within that, it's totally cool. That is where the attraction is born. That it's, it's that final piece which completely exercises the neediness and the royal pedestaling from your vocabulary, from your skill set, from your 
way of being. But most guys will never put that last little tag on, which is, and it's totally cool if you're not. And if you're not down, it's totally cool. Within, if you're not down and it's totally cool, that's where the real power is. And there is so it's just the complete opposite of neediness. And you can look at this in all areas of your life. When everyone shows you that, that complete indifference, it's so attractive, even, even in a non-sexual space. Now, now, don't confuse indifference with lack of care. That's a different thing. Because you might think about them, well, well, then should I just be a dick to girls then? Should I just be this straight hardcore dick? And then, and then because that's indifferent, isn't that? Adam? Now that's actually going to the far other end of the scale, scale what we're talking about here. If you've got the royal pedestal on the far right, and you've got the sweet zone of indifference in the middle, on the far left, you've got that complete dick, who's actually now, it's no longer indifference, it's actually an outward show, a lack of care, where it's a complete mistreatment. It's a complete mistreatment on that end with guys that treat girls like absolute dicks, which is why I say you don't need to be the nice guy, you don't need to be the bad guy, you want to be that good guy in the sweet middle. The good guy in the sweet middle stands up behind his principles, does not act from neediness, does not lick the boots, does not roll a pedestal. Okay, and that's where that lies in the middle, which is that, hey, listen, if you're going to be in, you're in. But if you're out, you're out. That's fine. Right? But you're not, trying to, uh, you're not trying to mistreat girls. That's not what I'm saying here as well. So anyways, getting off on tangents here. This is why we got, we'll come back to the top tens. But yeah, just, you know, it's so easy. You guys might think, well, how do I, how do I get blessed? How do I get blessed? Where? <laughs> oh, shit. Just imagine the face that's speaking like that. How do I get to the place where... Where I could show that indifference and be that Mr. N- that Mr. Good and that Mr. Good who's not needy. How do you get to that place? Well, what you need is number one to show yourself that this is that sexual abundance is not some rare gem. If you were to go out for 30 days in a row and meet between five to ten girls every single day, what you will find is that this world is your oyster. This world is this incredible bowl. It's incredible mixing bowl in which that experience is just new experiences just lie right around the corner and that it only takes one to blow your mind. It only takes one. And through so through that, that through just through exposure therapy, because for most guys that act from neediness, most guys that act from scarcity, most guys that are licking the boots and royal pedestaling, they are doing so from a worldview and a frame of reality in which that they only met three girls that year. They only met three girls in the last 365. And so, of course, they are acting as if getting to this rare gem in the jungle is, uh, is, a, is a result of eating some fucked up mushrooms and maybe they're going to hit a psilocybin and they just kind of found themselves there. Right, that's their frame of view. But what I'm saying is that, no, clear the path. Clear a path. Grab your goddamn machete, your machete, and clear a path. Clear a path. And then when you do clear the path, what you realize is it's not just one gem. No, it's an, incl- it's an entire field of diamonds. And that on every leaf and every, under every little corner, nook and cranny, there's a new experience. There's a new diamond to be found. You have no idea. You have absolutely no idea. It's one of the most fundamental shifts when you get out of the, the neediness mindset. Shall we spend a bit of time on this? Spend a bit of time on this. So number one, please, please adjust. Please adjust tactically your frame of reality, which comes from your limited set of experience. If you can just up your experience, just go on a 30-day challenge, please. Please, if you if you need to, pick up the ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, the Toolbox of Game ebook. 
pair up with a 30 day challenge if you need to. But you don't even need the ebook. You don't even have to need to pay for it. I feel my channel has so much free content. You can find all the all the you can find videos on open qualification investment clothes all on my channel. Just type it in the search bar. It's already there for free. The ebook just puts it into a nice consolidated piece which you can carry with you on your phone. <laughs> I don't need your money. All I need from you is to change your life. And even then, I don't need you to. I would like you to because I'm a bit strange because I'm a little bit weird. But you could do that and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I don't need to take some random hit of psilocybin mushrooms and then find myself in the jungle and just wake up one day and, oh, it's a real gem. No, I can clear a path. And you clear the path by going out and just adjusting and realizing, that, oh no, sexual abundance is just like, it's ripe. It's ripe and it's thriving and it's thrusting. It's everywhere around me. And then when you can do that, then what you realize is that, oh, well, I don't need any one girl then. If you realize that, well, I could just go out and meet a new girl today. I could just go out tonight and meet a new girl tonight. Then it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out with one particular girl. And that within that indifference of you not needing it to work out with one particular girl, you make that one particular girl far more attracted to you. Because she feels that indifference, she feels that lack of need, she feels that non-boot-looking red royal pedestal and vibe from you. And she goes, oh yes, this is the oxygen I needed. I can breathe around this guy because he doesn't act as if like he's this fire blanket just stifling me because he's just so happy to be around me. Nah, I can just be me with him. So I will go on this point for days and days and days, but that's all you need. That's really, that's all it is. Just go out there, meet tons of different people, and that'll show you that actually you don't any need, ever need any one person. That within your own power, back to point one, I have the power to change my own life. That's it. So let's move on to point two here. Uh, three, I should say. Point, point three, I hope you guys enjoy this enjoy this and I, I just take a break here for a second and just say that the reason why i didn't want to do this for the social q a live which uh, is coming up uh this friday is because on social q a lives i want to be as interactive with you guys as possible and i can't run as deep as i do here because i'm always constantly thinking about you guys but when i'm just here i can just i can get into those inspirational rants which is harder when we're uh, doing the live sesh still happens but i have to be more cognizant of the fact that there are people uh watching People I want to engage with, etc. So we get our matcha. We get our matcha and we'll dive. So actually, um, even though it's a little bit premature, I will reset because we're about to dive on the next point. So moving on to key number three here, or the, the third biggest mistake that guys make in terms of dating 2019. They do not realize that breathing is going to 1,000x their social performance. Now, did you notice that even before I said that, I was I was breathing as I said that? Because I told you we're going to get fucking tactical here. But if you could just realize, if men could just realize that breathing is the key to their presence and that within presence, they can 1000x their social performance. All social performance is predicated on your ability to be present within that moment. You will not be able to react appropriately. You will not be able to read accurately the person in front of you. If you cannot tap into the present moment, because all social cues are happening on such a pace, they are happening at micro thousands of seconds, thousands of seconds in which that 
if you were to consciously try and micro your way through this interaction of, hmm, what is that? What is, did she just look at me for an extra half second? What, what, what about the hug there? Was she holding on for an extra two seconds? What does that mean? Oh, actually, did she just deepen her eyes? What is that? What do I do now? I just put my arm on, I just put my arm around her, but I noticed that her pressure of shoulder did not drop by, by micro, but you know, it's just to this absolute level, you know, it's just like to the minute, minute of details. And within that micro, you just, and that non-presence predominantly, you completely kill your social performance. These social cues, what's happening between you and this woman in this space between your masculine and feminine energy, it needs to be uninterrupted by your lack of presence, aka your constant monkey mind thought rummaging. If I've said this, if you could just curtail your monkey mind's insatiable hunger to break down and to go into itself and to try and interpret these these social cues which are accurate, which is you know when she's opening up her neck, when she's playing with her neck, when she's comfortable for you to touch her neck, when she's comfortable with her hips and she's able to flow of her hips and she's allowing you to flow of her hips and when she does play over her hair and she does shift from left to right with the knees in front and all and et cetera, et cetera. And when all these things are happening and yes, Albert, they are accurate. They are accurate, but they do not require your monkey mind's insatiable hunger to break them down in the moment. It is not required. And nor is it not required. It does the opposite from you. It is, it is counterproductive. It reduces your social performance. And if, all you could realize is that I can shortcut all that by just just a nice, deep, diaphragmatic breath. Just a breath that starts in the balls. When you can start your breath in the balls, when you can start your breath in the ovaries, in the old eggs. Think for my females listening. You can thousand X your social performance. Because the breathing brings you back to now. The breathing brings you back into this pristine, unfettered, uninterrupted moment of now in which that, oh, I can accurately respond to the person in front of me, can accurately read the person in front of me. And in that ability to read the person in front of you, now you're no longer missing the social cues. Now, because you're no longer having to process them. When when a professional athlete is doing his thing, he's not if you if you could listen into his thought processes, what you would find is this. If you could get into the mind of a professional athlete when they're in the flow, when they're in the flow of the of the highest level competition, if you could get into the thought process of a professional mixed martial artist when they're fighting for the belt and it's the fifth round and they're slugging it out and they've just gone to war with this guy for the last 20 minutes and they're entering the fifth round, if you could get into his mind and hear what his thought process is, it would be this. When he's executing that low kick, when he's tight, when he's tying up that anaconda, when he's putting in that von Pru, when he's putting, when he's lacing him, when he's lacing up a high kick and he's slipping off to the left and he's digging to the body, this is what you would hear in his mind. Nothing. You'd hear nothing, because for all successful people in the moment of success, they were not consciously processing their success. Success came because they were prepped. Uh, 
tapped into the present moment. Success came because they were tapped into the present moment, into the conscious flow, and that is where optimal performance lies. Optimal performance lies within the conscious present moment, which you can access through breath. Listen, Wim Hof, Wim Hof is amazing for many reasons, but for the number one, it is because he shows us that all things can be tapped in through the present breath of now. Right, that's what I love about Wim's work. Right, yes, the, the cold exposure. Yes, I'm on that. Yes, I'm on the daily cold showers and have been for almost two years. Yes, I have been on that. And yes, that's great for the physiological adaptations, but no, it's, the, it's what it trains. It's what the cold trains. The cold exposure trains you that to observe the present moment. That cold is just cold. Hot is just hot. The moment in front of this woman right now is just the moment in front of this woman right now. And that if I really want to up my social performance, I just need to breathe. I just do it. Just come get me right now. All things are to be found within that. All of the success, all of the success you dream of. You know, for all the absolute hard cases and newbies right there, they they just feed that insatiable monkey that is just caged within their minds. The monkey that is just caged. It's just just it's on the handlebars. And it's just fucking just wranging those handlebars, just screaming at you, just saying, feed me, feed me. It just wants another banana. It wants another old banana. And she's like, let me peel that banana. Let me suck down that. Okay, that's a little bit sexual. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, let me uh, bite down that banana. That sounds even raw, rough, actually. <laughs> All right, let me, let me, uh, let me down another banana. Okay, there's nothing I can say now that's not going to bring a sexual image. Just give me another banana. That's what your buggy wants. And every time you give it another banana, it's... It further drains your social performance. So bringing down a tactic here for you guys, just breathe. Just catch yourself, right? You, at all stages of the interaction, you see that dime piece walking down the aisle. You're there for your coconut oil. You're, in, you're there for your coconut fucking oil. And you see that dime piece, breathe. Oh, it's just the present moment. Oh, it's just now. And of course, you won't even need to think that. You won't have thought that because if you can tap into that present breath, what you will immediately notice when you breathe is your physiological awareness of that, oh, my heart's tapping. My heart's tapping. And what that means is that I better go meet this woman. If my heart's tapping, I better go meet this woman. Oh, there's nothing. There's no time to fucking waste, Jeffrey. Albert, there's no time to waste. I better get there. So you get there. And then we get in front of this woman and it's like, oh, yeah, excuse me, miss. I just saw you. Thought you looked beautiful. I was actually just on my way to this coconut oil, and you are actually taking me away from my coconut oil. Shame on you, but I had to say this. And she's like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. And then, then you're like, oh, shit. Most of you guys go now. What the fuck do I say next? What the fuck do I say next? But you don't even have to think that now, because listen, that's a drain of your social performance. What if you could just breathe? What if you could just breathe and just go... And now qualification comes naturally because you're there tapped in the moment and you can just look at the woman in front of you. She gives you everything you need so your qualification is going to be on point. Breathe. At the next stage, oh, I realize she's ready for investment. Whoop, breathe. Oh, I realize that we can go on this instant day right now. Whoop, breathe. Actually not savvy. Let's tie it up with a number close and seed for the next on the day two. Whoop, get out onto the day two. I really want to kiss this girl right now. 
But, oh, let me breathe. Mm. Okay, now's the right time. I'm feeling this moment. Oh, mm, breathe. I feel like this is a good time for us to progress. Oh, sexuality. Ah, oh, okay, I'm breathing. She's a little bit tense right now. I better back it up. Ah, oh, breathe. Up, oh, up, oh, breathe. If you just up, just up, breathe. That's all you need to do. It's just catching yourself. And within your ability to catch yourself, you are a thousand extra social performance. This is number three for a goddamn for goddamn reasons, for the reasons, for the reasons of which that if you could forget about all the other tactics that I will talk about for the rest of this potter, is why it's so high up on the list. So high up on the list is that if, if my 19-year-old self just knew in all of these situations that he continuously just kept fucking up, if he could just have breathed in that moment, just... And you can literally feel the capillaries in your balls expand. Like that, That's the type of breath I'm talking about. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens to your social performance. So now for the absolute hard case out there that now goes, but Adam, how do I breathe? <laughs> That's what I love about it. That's what I love about it because you have to be so ridiculous to then drop a comment now or come back at me saying, but Adam, uh, how, uh, how, how, do I, how do I breathe? Uh, you idiot, you just breathe, right? There's no, there's no 10 steps to breathing. That's what's so good about it. That's what Wim discovered in the ice. That's what I've discovered throughout all of the last eight to nine years of meditation. It's just that there's no step to breathing. You just breathe. It's a natural state. It's where you want to be. It's where your natural psychology and physiology wants to be. It wants to be tapped into now. You are not having to find anything new. You are only returning to what is natural for you, which is... Right here, right now. Let's reset. So moving on to numero Yonban here, number four. The number, I just, it's like, I almost wanted to uh, just like, just take a deep breath in myself. Like I was about to fly straight into it, but then when I said it in my mind, I realized how this is just one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in my entire life. It's not the number one lesson I've learned in my entire life, uh, which I made an entire video on. Go to the... Uh, channel and type in the greatest mistake, uh, not the greatest mistake, sorry, the greatest lesson from 25 years of life. That's the number one mistake I've learned so far, but that's, that's the greatest lesson I've learned so far. The greatest lesson from 25 years of life, but you know, when I think about this right now, it's almost like this could be number one. It's just what came out of my, the order of my mind, I guess, when I was writing it out. But the fact that your journey will always be your journey. The journey will always be your journey. Top four mistake that all guys, not all guys, the top four mistake that guys are making in their dating lives in 2019 is in compar comparing the comparison. It's in the comparison of themselves to everyone outside themselves, comparison to society, comparison to their wings, comparison to all these other beings. And you know, if, if I could just hammer that into 19-year-old Adam, if I could hammer that into my clients, which is that, listen, it does not matter what anyone else is doing outside of yourself. Forget what your wing did last night. Forget what happened last week. Forget about the guys on YouTube. Forget about Adam. Forget about the, the seminar you went to, to these forums, to these Facebook groups, to these magazines. To Forget about this shit. To forget about the gram. Forget about all this stuff. It's just that your journey will always be your journey. 
the journey will always be your journey. It's just so important to realize because there is no love in comparing yourself to the, even a guy that started at the same time as you. I'll re, I'll, there's one of my favorite lessons because even in a hypothetical world where you could somehow, let's take two 20-year-olds that somehow, quote-unquote, start the, the cold approach journey on day one at the same time. And they say, well, it's me, it's Adam, and it's my best mate, Matt, and we're both going to start on January 1st, 2020. And that's going to be the beginning. We've both never done any cold approach before. We've never done any self-help or any self-development before, self-cultivation of no kind. And we start on day one, 2020. And you just somehow think, well, that's an equal journey. And if you could just realize that even if you two were to start at that same time, you've had 20 years of life leading up to that. You have so many experiences. You have your preset conditioning, your hardwired paper walling that exists within your own mind that is so different to the person next to you. And that where you're coming from in life and the, the cloth that you were cut at the beginning of life is so unique to you. So if you were to meet 10 girls that day and your mate was to meet 10 girls that day, you closed none, he closed 10. And then so what you think that you have had the right now to judge your journey based on what you saw your wing do. So it's, it's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant what your wings are doing. It's irrelevant how fast everyone else is moving. It's irrelevant how slow you're moving in relation to all other people. All that matters is are you moving yourself? Did the step you take today mean something to you? Did you in fact walk today? That's all that matters. All that matters is that your journey and that the journey will always be your journey. And that's the reason why all that matters is because there is no fair comparison. You can never, you can never take a true comparison. This is not, human beings are not test tubes. Human beings are not in the laboratory. We do not have the scientific method to the point in which that we can account for all extraneous variables. It does not exist in the world of social dynamics and in the world of self-cultivation. All you know is that you have your own journey to walk. All you know is that this is where I start and this is where I want to go. And I will in fact get there or I'll die trying. Even if it takes me 16 weeks to get from no social acuity, no social savviness, no ability to convey masculine intent, no ability to relinquish my monkey mind's insatiable hunger to deal in the micro and to deal within the royal pedestaling and to deal in the neediness-based mentalities and to deal in this just such a low-level social dynamics, such low-level social skills to be coming from this hardcore toxic place. Even if that's where I'm starting and it takes me 16 weeks to get to the place where I get into my first sexually intimate space with a woman, but it came through my own work. It came through my own self-development. It came through the process of each step that I took on my own. Even if that was the case for me. And then for the person next to me, for my homie Matt next to me, maybe he got that done in two weeks, in four weeks. It's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. His journey is his journey. Your journey is your journey. There's no fair comparison. There's no fair comparison. So why waste your time? Why waste your time on the forums? Why waste your time in DMs and on the gram and on the Facebook groups and trying to 
trying to quantify where you are in this world and where you are in this journey and this largely extrapolates out to your entire life. But we're talking on the social and the social side of your temple here. Why waste that time and that pain and why inflict that pain on yourself when it's super unnecessary? All you need to do is realize that the journey will always be your journey and that as long as the step I take today means something to me, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Give me the hard case of all hard cases. And if you has, if he has the mindset of that, I will walk for myself. I will walk for myself and I will not be concerned with whether the person next to me is 10 steps, start, who started next to me is 10 steps ahead next week, kilometer ahead in a month. It doesn't matter. And for the reverse, it doesn't matter if I get ahead of someone next to me. You know, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's so irrelevant. It's why it's why you don't. It's why I've always said that you don't actually need a wing. It's why I've said that it helps. It helps. I'm 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 in I'm indebted to the lessons learned through my brothers that I that I came up through with and that I considered my wings. To go back to the previous social Q and A for more stuff on that. You know, I'm indebted to them. But make no mistake, the journey was still always my journey, and that when when Matt was absolutely killing it up in the club and that a lot of the times that was killing me. It did, I used to be afflicted by this. I used to be afflicted by this in which that, yeah, when I saw Matt and Roy killing it in the clubs and I was like, this absolute newbie was just sweating himself, sweating his balls out because he had no idea what to do and these two were much further ahead of me in the night game space. You know, I see them up on them tens and just making out of these girls and you know what, it's like on the cruise ship. Fuck, fuck, this, that was painful as shit. On the cruise ship where Roy had found a girl, Matt had found a girl, and I was the old one out. I was the fucking ugly duckling, ugly duckling. I was the old one out on this cruise ship, South Pacific Islands, 2012. And, you know, I, I've talked about this before. I talked about that that hot tub where they're like six to eight absolute dime pieces. And that I just, should I tell this story? It's been a while. It's been, I, okay, I've I got a couple of minutes here. <laughs> okay, so I'll paint it up quick. Yeah, we'll continue on. Basically, I was at such, I was at, I was, I was at such a beginning place in my journey in which that uh, OGs will like, appreciate this story. But the reason why I'll tell the story is because I've not told in a while. But I do realize, in the interest of time, we're only like four points into ten, and we're almost an hour into this podcast. <laughs> so uh, let me just say, so I'll, I'll give you. It's not that long of a story, so it's good though. It's a good story. So yeah, Roy had found his girl. Matt had found a girl. And they're uh, they're lighting it up each night. And oh, actually, this is a great story. And there was this one. T- there's at the back of the cruise ship, mass cruise ship, probably three to five thousand people on this cruise ship. And there's like an adults only area where it's like a day, like a day lounge area, where it's just like lounges. They're just like so 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 amazing. Just like day lounges, these massive beds, lounge beds. There's there's uh, hot tubs everywhere. There's a bar. There's just, it's just paradise really. And you're out in this cruise ship, you're in the South Pacific Islands, the sun is beaming down, you're just, it's just in heaven. And I remember I went, I was going to meet Roy and Matt in there. It was like, a, maybe like, I don't know, like midday. And I was, I got a workout in at the beginning of this day and I was going to meet them there. And so I, I met them. I, I went through, it's like adults only area, I went through the door and the moment you walk through the door, on your right-hand side, there's this massive hot tub that can fit like, you know, probably 15 to 20 people, really. It's huge. And so 
I walked through, and so that's where all these diabetes were in. I didn't quite pay that much attention to them at the time, but I was looking for Roy and Matt. So I went up and down. There's probably about, I don't know, 50, 60 lounge chairs up on this deck. And I, and I go up and down. I'm, like, I'm trying to find where these two guys are at, and I can't find them. I better reset now since we're going into the story. So I'm trying to find Roy and Matt, but I can't find them. And after I've done my lap around these chairs and gone up and down the aisles, I eventually just realized, oh, they must have just left already. So I go to exit. I go off the left-hand side now. I go to exit, but I have to walk past this uh, absolute hot tub, this hot tub of just absolute diabetes. It's just extremely attractive girls, all my age, by the way. Like, you know, I was, what was at the time? I was, I was 18. I was 18. Maybe they were a little bit older than they were probably about 20, 21, but you're pretty close. And, and so I walked past this hot tub and I don't know what struck me. I don't know what struck me. I just went up. I, I, no, I walked past them to exit the door, but then I realized like, oh, fuck it. I think I, I, I'll say something. I'll say something. And so I go back to the hot tub and as scared as I could possibly be, I just squeak out to these girls. Hey, uh, have, have you guys, have you girls seen these two white pasty guys? <laughs> I remember saying pasty because that's how I used to rip on those two because they were white boys. And uh, <laughs> they're pasty white boys. And I said, have you seen these two pasty white guys? And they're like, and what was amazing is I was so scared going up to this hot tub of girls. And the moment I opened them with that, and listen, like, yeah, it was real to the point that I was actually looking for my friends. That's not why I wanted to go up and speak. I could have asked anyone. I could have asked anyone. But of course, I went up to these uh, hot tub girls instead of being true of my intent. And I went up with this indirect bullshit. So and, uh, and I hid behind that. And, and what was amazing, though, was that they lit up. They absolutely lit up. Like the four that were closest to the, the rim, the rim of the hot tub, immediately just like, like just magnets onto me. And they're all just like, two guys like, oh, well, who are they your friends or what's going on? And they just like start engaging me, like really intensely engaged as if they had been just like, I don't know, extremely bored all day long, waiting for someone to just talk to them. And it just blew my fucking mind. And then all of a sudden, I just realized, oh, we're in it here. Now, by the way, I had already been doing day game at this stage. I already knew day game. I was still very young in the in this day game journey. But so I realized I can recognize an interaction when an interaction is being had. So I'm like, oh, let's get in here. So then I just all of a sudden, so where, where are you guys from? What school are you from? Or, you know, we, what's the story of you guys? And we start getting into it. And what it looks like now from the outside is Adam is just entertaining and having a great time with this absolute hot tub of dime pieces. And it would have been so easy for me to say, hey, do you guys mind if I had just 30 seconds here? Let me jump in. Let me jump in here. You got room? I got Like, that's what Adam nowadays would have done. The moment he would have seen this intro, you guys got some room here? Move, shove aside. I'm going to get in on this hot tub action. But no, I wasn't that confident at the time. So I just kind of stood on the outside, leaning on the, on the edge, just talking to these girls, having a great time though. And just cracking jokes, having a time. And then all of a sudden, one of them, like we're like a couple minutes in the conversation. One of the girls goes, oh, is that your friends over there? And there were these two pasty white boys <laughs> laying on the lounge. Like the, the lounge that was like, I don't know, like 10, 15 meters away. I just didn't see whether they had come back. I don't know. Or I just missed them. I don't know. They might've been asleep. I don't know. But that was them for sure. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's my friends. And as the... uh Here's where the pain point comes. 
which is that I, I just, I didn't have, I just, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to close that situation. And I just freaked out. I, I busted my load and I was just like, well, oh, this has been cool. Hope, hope you guys have a good one. Have a good day. <laughs> so bad. Just like so sad. So, so, so sad. And I just walked back. I walked over to Matt and Roy. And I'm like, oh, so this is where you guys are at. And then I remember it was either Matt or Roy. One of them said to me, he's like, dude, you're fucking killing it. You are lighting it up. We were listening to that entire thing. It's like, so go get it. Go get it. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean go get it? And they're like, well, obviously, at least one of them was interested. In, you know, like, I remember there being one in particular. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And I just, it's really, I was just too scared to now go back there and say, oh, listen, how do you guys feel about uh, hitting up tonight? Let's go chill. Let's, let's meet up for some drinks tonight in the, in the nightclub or whatever. I just didn't have that in me. But the reason why I want to tell that story was that at that time, Matt and Roy were so much further ahead of me. They had their own girls. Like they had met girls on the cruise that they were having sex with, right? And here is little old Adam who was just on his own and just couldn't, couldn't get it. When given the best of all best of opportunities, when endowed with an opportunity where you've got these eight, and I'm not selling these girls short. I remember these girls being it's so intimidatingly attractive. You know, eight gay girls in their bikinis in a hot tub, right? And they would, oh man. And they just want to have some fun. They just want to have some fun. And you still, and you couldn't do it. Even when they were like actively engaging you, you couldn't get your ass in the hot tub. You couldn't bring yourself to say, hey, how do you feel about meeting up for lunch later? Hey, how do you, how do you feel, how do you feel about meeting up tonight for a drink? Yeah, I couldn't do that yet. And this is like the golden of all golden opportunities. And then I have to go back to the rest of my life on this cruise ship, not willing to take that opportunity. And there was one night where, because we had our one room in which uh, Matt was pretty much having sex with the girl he was with. And I had to sit there and listen to it. It's been said before. It's been said before that there is no lonelier sound than the sound of two people making love next to you. That's the loneliest sound in the world. And I remember being in the top bunk because we only had one room. It's like 12, 2 a.m. Matt had pulled his girl back to the room and uh, they were making love. And I just had to pretend that I was asleep. And that was uh, that was one of the most painful points in my life. One of the most painful things I ever went through, for sure. Because it's like, fuck. It's like, fuck. It's like, fuck. That's all I could think of the time because it's not that I didn't know what to do. It's not that I didn't have opportunities it's just that I wasn't willing to take them. And that's just where I was in the journey. So wrapping up this story in this point was that, listen, I, I, a lot of my pain to that point was because I was comparing myself to Matt and Roy who were just further ahead than me. They just, they just knew how to pull the trigger. They knew how to close. I wasn't at that stage. And if I had, a, if I had 26-year-old Adam who could, could have just come in with me on that night where Matt was making love with his girl and I had to pretend I was asleep uh, because it was like 2 a.m. and I was listening and just listening to this go down. And if he could have just the next morning just taken a walk with me, taken a walk with me out in the ocean breeze and looking out to thousands of kilometers of just empty sea and and just said to me, listen, man, I know it was painful, but it's only painful because you're comparing yourself to Matt. You're only comparing yourself to Roy. Please realize that there's... 
There's no miracles to be expected here. You can only rise to your level of preparation. This is how prepared you are. This is how trained you are. And if you're not happy with it, you've got to get back and get back out there and train. You've just still got so much more to learn. So I know it's painful, but just realize that, listen, this is not, this is just the beginning for you. The journey will always be your journey. Don't worry about what Matt's doing. Don't worry about what Roy's doing. Stay focused on you. And hey, listen, listen, you still got a couple more days with those uh, on this cruise ship. I'm sure if you went back up to those girls, especially the one in particular you were vibing with, and just said, hey, how do you feel about just, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. Let's do that. Right? That's, that's why I would have really valued having someone much further ahead of the journey coaching me, which is why I do what I do now. Imagine, I just imagine if I had that voice in my ear. Fuck. But I went through a lot of pain because of my comparison to Matt and Roy in those early stages. So the journey will always be your journey. Damn. Damn, I just remember that time. It's painful as shit. Painful as shit having to listen to two people make love. It's the loneliest sound in the world. Oh, Jesus. So, let's move on. <laughs> Let me reset it. Yeah, I'm just changing my waters out here. I've got my uh, other water here, which has got remnants of matcha, but it's the lemon, the lime, the Himalayan rock salt. Oh, and it is delicious. Holy shit, it's delicious. Okay, oh, yes. So, moving on to point five. And I just want to take a step out here for a second. Just before we dive to point five, listen, we're over an hour or something into this potto. This is going to be a longer potto, for sure, which is why there will be time marks. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just this, this, this little monkey just out there trying to get bananas. Listen, I'm, I'm that silverback who's out there creating, creating a kingdom. I'm, I'm, that, I'm, I'm creating kingdoms here, so that's why we dive deep. That's why I'm not going to try and rush through this shit. This is important stuff. So, and I know the OGs of you appreciate it, which is why we do that, Poto. And yeah, it's going to be long. But that's why you take regular breaks. Make sure you're taking notes as well. And that's why the time marks. So, moving on to number five here. The, uh, what I consider to be the fifth mistake, the fifth biggest mistake guys are making in the world of dating in 2019. It's roots, not fruits. External versus the internal. Holy shit. Holy shit. You know what? What you guys should notice is that all of these are their own individual podcast and have been and could now be. So that's what I love about it. But it's roots, not fruits, baby. It's that this huge mistake that guys make in which that they think that the, the criteria for success is the fruit that drops along this journey, aka the sex, the game, the money, that the game, sex, and money. Right? They think that the woman outside themselves is the validation, which is aka the fruit. And for the, for the misinterpreted, for the absolute feminists out there, for those that just are just not savvy, I'm not referring to women as fruit. Like I've, I've said this so many times, but yet I will still get messages from people who still say, Adam, how, could you, how can you refer to women as fruit? I'm like, I'm... It's not, it's the validation from the women that I'm referring to as the fruit. It's not the woman herself. I do not, do not for a second think that I am comparing a female being to a peach. I'm not, I'm not doing that. It just blows my mind that there is some that are so deeply entrenched into their own, uh, their own egos, essentially their own bias to think that I would make that comparison. No, it's the validation we're talking about here. And that the reason why this is the, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest mistakes, number five, 
is that the fruit has no legs. The fruit has no legs. Validation externally has no legs. It's not that external validation in and of itself is such an evil. No, it is that you perceive it to be the be-all, end-all, and so you chase. And when you chase, you run out of breath. You run out of stamina. You run out of legs. And what that means is that that cup will never be filled. That race will never be finished. That walk will never be climbed. Journey will never be walked. Mountain will never be climbed. There is no end point. There is no end point to the validation outside yourself. That's why it is one of the greatest mistakes you'll ever make. Because if you think that getting that girl tonight, if you think getting that sex tonight is the be-all and end-all, and that is the only reason why you are going down this journey, and that is the only reason why you st- you got into this, and that's the only reason why you stay in this. What you soon realize is that, well, I just noticed that it's really hard to maintain it. It's really fucking hard to go out for 30 days in a row when I'm constantly and only predicating my success on the validation that comes from outside of myself. It's really fucking hard to go out every single day and every single night when that is all I'm looking for. It's really tough when I go... because. No matter how good you think you are, mother, no matter how good you think you are, if you go out for every single day for 30 days in a row, you will be shown a hard day. You will be shown a day where you do not get validated from the person outside yourself. And then what's it going to be? How are you going to be then? What, how are you going to interpret your self-worth? How are you going to interpret your place in this journey? How are you going to interpret the journey of all of itself? The journey itself. How are you going to rate how are you going to rate? Let's just put a full stop there. Look at it. Look at it. Think what I'm saying right there. How are you going to rate? If you are rating, and just when I say rate, I want to put a full stop there. It's that. It's everything underneath that. If it's all predicated on what's going outside yourself, you have a bad day. You have a day because that is the bad day. I've said this many times. Holy shit. There's never a bad day when you're out there deepening your roots. There's never a bad day when you're out there deepening your roots growing who you are. So get back out there and keep walking. Keep walking. There's never a bad day, but there is always a bad there is always the opportunity for the bad day when you predicate it, predicate your success on the person outside yourself and the validation that they give you. It's like there's no legs. There's da- there's no stamina. You will give up. You will give up. It's that jump that shit mentality. It's the jump the river mentality in which that you saw a hundred foot river, a hundred foot wide river in front of you and you thought you could get a run up and jump that shit. You thought you'd get a run up and you'd jump that shit. That's what you're trying to do because you see the validation on the other side of the river and you go, I want to get to that as fast as possible. So let me jump that shit. Let me get a run up and jump that shit instead of building that bridge and just going down the journey step by step, which is guaranteed. It is guaranteed if you take the build a bridge mentality. So when you, get, when you attach yourself to the fruit outside yourself, just know that you have set yourself up for failure. You set yourself up never to win. You, you, signed, you signed an agreement by taking that mentality in which that I will not win. I will fail. It's guaranteed. I've never seen anyone. I've never seen anyone who has been able to go out and predicate, predicate all of their success on the external and then somehow get to the point of internal peace, internal harmony with themselves, 
where they could go out every single time they wanted to, any time they wanted to, for any period of which time they wanted to, and maintain it, and just keep keep bringing the best of themselves every single time. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I've only seen the opposite. From every single client I've ever worked with, the story goes like this. Yep. Yep. I just, it was, I went out for two, three days a week and uh, I stopped. Yeah. I went out for all of January and I stopped. Oh, two years ago, I've, I've been on and off though. I've been on and off. I've been on and off, but I'm ready to get back on. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Why? Why are you ready to get back on? Has anything changed about your your perception and the way you're approaching this journey and what your criteria for success is, whether it is the external validation in the form of the AKA fruit or the internal validation of AKA the deepening of your roots. Has anything changed? Because if nothing has changed, well then this is just Groundhog Day. You're just going to keep repeating the same mistake over and over, spinning your wheels. The only people I've ever seen achieve a full transformation a full alchemization and evolution of themselves and completely take themselves from someone who they once knew but have now forgotten because they can't even recognize that person, have completely metamorphosized their mindsets, their their, just their ability to become a true alpha masculine being. And that's who they are now. The only people I've seen have been able to do that have put their criteria for success on their internal roots and who they are becoming. That's the only time I've seen that come to fruition it's like but and the counterpoint to this is that but 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 adam there are plenty of guys that are out there just just getting laid day in and day out just tons of sexual buzzes i know guys i'm sure there are plenty of you i know guys like i know guys but i'm sure that your guys they're thinking right now that you're thinking you know guys that are out there getting laid that don't seem to have this uh importance and focus on the internal validation of the deepening on the roots i'm like yeah i'm not saying that you can't go out and bring in tremendous amounts of sexual abundance and get and get laid ridiculously frequently with like an only external based mindset. I've never said that you can't do that. I've never said that you can't do that. All I'm saying is that are you going to be happy? Are you going to have internal peace? And can you maintain that happiness and that internal peace for the rest of your life with that current mode of operation? Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. At some point it catches up to those guys. At some point for the guys, and listen, I, I know these. I know these stories. I work with these people that come. I've, I, if I could just, if I could reel through the faces right now of guys that came to me saying that, listen, I was going out for two, three months. Yeah, I slept with a lot of girls, but by the end of it, I felt like a piece of shit. By the end of it, I just felt lonely. I felt like I was, I, even to the point where guys would tell me where I was bringing girls back and it got to the stage where I didn't even want to have sex with them anymore. Because I realized that, listen, it's just like I just went out and I just ran the skill set. I ran the algorithm. I didn't really care about this girl. And it made me feel like shit. I was sleeping. I've, I've worked with these guys. I've The faces are in my mind right now. The names and the faces are in my names right now. And so it's like, this is what I think about. I think long play. I don't think about the short play. If you if you just want to get laid and you just want to and you just want to have that sexual abundance, yeah, you'll get by on an external-based mindset for sure. But this is what I say is that the fruit doesn't have legs. That will not fulfill you and sustain you through the rest of your life. Well, at a certain point, it catches up to those guys who run that way in which that they run out of breath, they run out of stamina, and they realize that, actually, I can't keep this up. Whether it's because they can't keep this up because physically, they physically can't keep this up 
because they just they they don't have the energy to maintain this roller coaster of oh I got the validation yes I got the validation now I can breathe now I can breathe oh but then then the next day they don't get the validation and now they can't breathe and they starved with that oxygen so now they're gonna go back out and try and get more validation and then they can breathe again. They can't maintain that. No one can maintain that for a long period of time. Let me reset it. So as they run out of legs in the physical energy-based space of that, they just can't breathe anymore. They just can't. They just, they just die. They literally die out on the table. Or in macro, that's micro, in macro, they run out of legs in terms of internal peace, their internal harmony. What's said for their psychological stability for someone that places all of their importance, all of their criteria for success on the validation outside themselves. That person eventually runs into a place of where, hmm, hmm, am I worthless? Am I useless? Because it seems that I'm not good on my own. When someone, what, can, can I be fulfilled on my own? Can I, can I show myself that I'm actually of worth and, and I don't need someone to prove that outside of me. That's when the macro legs run out. That's when you run out of oxygen in the macro space. Because at a certain point, you start to, there comes a point in every guy's journey that was chasing the external validation that they all of a sudden reflect inwards and they go, hmm, what does this mean for my actual self worth? What does this mean for me as an actual man? And how would I be able to communicate that to a son or a daughter or to anyone that I wish to lead that actually I need someone outside myself to validate my worth? Hmm. That's why this thing of it's roots, not fruits. It's the internal development. And it's the reason the reason for this is not because I don't think that you can't go and achieve sexual abundance through the root mentality. No, of course you can. What I'm more concerned with is that can you maintain that? Can you maintain that on a micro level on the day in and day out? Can you maintain that on the macro level of psychological well-being? X and X. No, you cannot. Not that I have seen. And if you can, I would chalk you up to be somewhat sociopathic. I would chalk you up to being somewhat sociopathic. If you are a human with, with a stabilized emotions, you shouldn't be able to operate that way. I just, I just, I just can't see it. I can't see it because of all the evidence I've seen of the opposite. So, hey, it's roots, not fruits, baby. And I think the tactics of how to fix that have are self-explanatory. So we're not going to dive into that. It's like, it's just a shift. You just a shift in mentality of that. It's about who I'm becoming and not what I'm getting. That's that's it in a nut. So. Let's progress on here to part six. Number six. Oh, oh yeah. Album. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go here. So number six mistake that, uh, one of the six biggest mistakes that guys are making in their dating lives 2019, the 10-minute versus 10-year mindset. Most guys are on that 10-minute. Now, I mean this more specifically in terms of dating tactics in which that, because as you can see, a lot of these kind of blend into each other, but I'll put a focus to them. Right, most guys are attempting to finish this journey in 10 minutes. They are not seeing the long play. So what does this look like? They go out for one night and they, for some reason, feel that they should be able to achieve all of their social dreams and dreams of self-cultivation in one night. That's the 10-minute mentality. And that 
even more micro that they feel like that actually I should be able to achieve all these results within the next five interactions. And so I'll only go meet five people. And then when it doesn't work out with those five people, I give up. I give up. People, what it, if you want to say this is real sharp here, people just give up too fucking soon. People give up so quickly. And I've said this again and again. If you just didn't give up on yourself so quickly, you'd be amazed at what you can achieve in this life. The 10-minute versus 10-year mindset is that guys that are operating on 10-minute, they need it tonight, they need it today. And if it doesn't happen, they give up. This is what I like to call the wheel spinners and the roller coasters. These are the guys that you often hear say, well, I restarted the journey. Whenever I hear someone say, I restarted the journey, I'm like, yep, 10-minute mindset. 10-minute mindset. It's like, who, who would embark on a journey that had to be, that even had the possibility of being restarted? Who would embark on a journey knowing from the beginning that at some point they were going to fall off and that they were going to have to take a rest, that they were going to have to rest. It's like, so it's, you can see how nonsensical it is. And for a great portion of guys, it's because they're not doing it consciously. They do it unconsciously in which that they go out with a 10-minute mindset. They say to themselves mentally that I'm on that 10-year. You know, they'll, they'll listen to my content. They'll they'll have their pep talks with their boys up in the military operation control room. And be like, yeah, yeah, we're going out for the action. Yeah, I'm going out for the 100 interactions tonight. Yeah, I'm working on these skills. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm on that attached mindset. Hell yeah, let's go. Right, that's what they're doing. And then when they get out there, first interaction, doesn't go well. Boop. Just like, boom. And it's like, oh, fuck. Reality. The Genjutsu has been showed them. The reality of life has been showed them. That, oh, actually, this journey is a lot more difficult than I thought it was. Okay, I'll give it another couple. We'll try We'll try a couple more. So they try a couple more. And these are the guys that are like above average. We'll try a couple more. Most guys give up after one. So we'll, we'll try a couple more. Do a couple more. And, and, and she wasn't into me. She wasn't really that into me. Ah, oh, fuck this. Maybe it's either at this point, it's either it, it either either I'm either I'm not good enough, or this shit's too hard, or either this shit doesn't work and it's too hard. It's one of the two. Like the more humble one is that I'm not good enough, so I'll give up. That's more humble. It's still incorrect, but it's at least it's more humble. Or you've got the completely the completely egoic, uh, the egoically entrenched mindset of. No, 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 it's just that this shit doesn't work. This shit's just it's not, it's not practical. It's not practical, right? And uh, no one can get this shit done. So I love this stuff. This stuff lights me up because it's so, I just know this stuff. Like I, I used, not only did I used to be there myself, but I hear it day in and day out from guys. And, uh, and so they might do like five interactions that night, 10 interactions that day, maybe. That's like, except that, that's, that's, that's too generous. That's too generous. Let's say five, right? The guys on the 10-minute mindset, I guarantee you they did not speak to any more than five to 10 people that in a night and probably didn't do any more than five interactions in a day, okay? And then what happens? They go home, they reflect on it, and they go, well, yeah, I didn't get any numbers and I didn't get any instant dates and I sure as hell didn't get sex, so I'm going to give up. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give up. Now, of course, no one is saying that in their mind. What they do is is that they just ignore it. They ignore the the obvious panda in the room, which is that, oh, it's me. Oh, I got a lot of work to do. Oh, I can't get this shit done in a day. 
I can't get this shit done in a night. And that actually, based on where I am on a natural sociodynamic skill point, set point of somewhere between zero to 10, I'm probably around, if, if I'm having this much trouble, probably somewhere around four to five and or less or less, which means it's going to take me a minimum excavation and illumination period of 30 days in a row to analyze what needs to be laid, what foundations need to be laid. Then what, then a work period after that to lay those foundations and build that temple upon. Nah, that sounds like too much work. <laughs> that's, that's too much work. Fuck it. I'm just going to go focus on my career. Fuck it. I'm just going to focus on my uh, fitness. I'll get that handled first and then it'll kind of work itself out. Right, then it'll kind of work itself out. That's what a lot of guys do. So that's why I hear from a lot of guys, yeah, I'm restarting the journey or I've been on and off with the journey. You know, in my mind, in my entire history of being down the journey, there is never once have I said to myself, I'm taking a break from it or I'm restarting or I'm on and off with it. No, it's just the journey. It's, there was never a, time in my life where I thought to myself as even as hard as things were for me when I was beginning that I ever thought I would get this shit done in a day that I'd ever get this shit done quickly that's what I really mean here that this shit done would get done quickly no it's like I knew right from the beginning that hey hey just through just through going out just once or twice I'm actually not that good at this shit and actually I pick up this shit way slower than most people so if that's the case, I'm probably going to need some time here. So what if I did give myself some time? What if I gave myself 10 years? For all of you listening right now, what if you gave yourself 10 years to completely rewire your social conditioning? What if you gave yourself 10 years to be able to completely evolve who you are on a plane of masculine energy to the point where you could one day step to a woman and bring a direct, congruent, authentic vibe to the point where you could take her through a place of sexual intimacy where she can trust, open, and let go into you, and you can carry that the whole way through. But you didn't have to achieve it tonight. You didn't have to achieve it in the next week, or the next month, or the next year. But you gave yourself 10 years to do it. Do you think you could get it done? Do you think you could actually get that shit done? I think you could. I haven't met someone that couldn't in 10 years. I've met some hard cases that had got close to the 10-year period, but I haven't met anyone yet that I could genuinely say, now this guy needs more than 10 years. Give yourself a lifetime though. That's the mindset for me. Give yourself a fucking lifetime. But for all of my followers, and I know there's a lot of you out there that have this mentality, this 10-minute mentality. You have a 10-minute mentality. If you ever say to yourself that, well, because I had a bad night or because I had a bad month or because I had a bad year, well, it's not working. I'm just gonna, it's just not working. Well, it's like, I'm just gonna give up. I'm gonna take a pause. I'm gonna take a break. There is no pause. There is no break. There is no, it's like there is no pause and there is no break because it was never a journey then. And that's, that's what it really is right now, my friends. If you have the mindset of that I ever restarted or I ever had to take a break on the journey, it never was a journey. You were only out for the external. You are only out for the fruit. You are only out for the validation outside yourself. You were never in it for your internal development because if you were, it would have been a real journey. If you were, you never would have had to take a break. If you were in it for the internal development, you never would have had to take a break because then your criteria for success was the very fact that you even took action that day, that night. And no matter how abysmal it was, 
I already said it. And no matter how abysmal that day was, you could have met 10 girls that day and just bombed every single interaction. You just completely just destroyed this shit. And you're like, what was that? What, did, what was I saying? Like, like, oh, was I so far? Where was my all my energy at? I don't even know. It's still a great day. Still a great day. You know why? Because it's the day that I took. There's never a bad day when you're out there deepening your roots. There's never a bad, the only bad day is the day that you didn't take. That's my mindset, right? And with that mindset, that's a journey. That's a fucking journey. And the reason why I'm so hyped up right now is because this has not been vocalized in this way before, which is why I'm loving this, is that if you ever had that mindset, if you've ever once said to yourself, I'm taking a pause, I'm, ta- I'm resting on this journey, I'm taking a break, I'm restarting the journey, forget that. Stop confusing yourself. Stop lying to yourself. You never were on a journey. You never were on the journey that you ever thought you were. A true journey is someone that goes, I am on this for life. This is something for life. And yes, there will be periods where I'll have to go slower than others and faster than others. Yeah, for sure. The pace will vary. But there should never be a point in your life where you have to rest from the journey. You have to take a break. Why? Going back to point whatever four or five it was where I said that it's the roots, not fruits, the one before this, right? Or whichever one it was, which is that, uh, yeah, roots, not fruits, which is that the only time you have to take a break on this journey was when that you have switched your criteria for success to being outside yourself, the validation outside yourself. Then you will run out of legs. Then you will not be able to interpret abysmal days and days where you get beat down because there will be days on the journey where you get beat down. But if you can't interpret those days as being good for your growth, as being sustenance and nutrients, and as being the oxygen that your beast needs to continue walking, and that you that your legs need, that eat that that your mitochondria needs to just keep firing off this energy to keep you walking. If you can't do that, then yeah, you're gonna have to rest, you're gonna have to take breaks. And in my mind, that's not a journey, or at least it's not the journey you thought you were you were signing up to. It's not a journey you thought you were signing up to for sure. So, yeah, I love that point. I fucking love that point. It's just because recently I've been hearing this from guys a lot. Like, I'm restarting my journey. I'm like, well, it never was a journey then. Never fucking was. So, let's move on. Let's move on. Man, I'm having a time here. Having an absolute time. Oh no! Oh shit, we're back. We're good. I, I got a split screen open up on my phone. And it's really useful, so I didn't want to lose it. Okay, because it, it takes like five seconds to get to it. So, all right. So we're gonna move on here to uh, number seven. This is where, I mean, these are all important, but you might find that we're gonna start to move a little bit more quickly through these last ones. If not, just because my energy's starting to wane, but also because uh, I think these get more and more tactical. I think we start off with the deeper shit first because that's where my mind goes and then the tactics kind of come a little bit later, but it kind of, it moves, it fluctuates. So point number seven, number seven, the number seven mistake, biggest mistake that guys are making in their dating lives in 2019, over-investing in online dating. Holy shit, holy shit. Can we take two hours for this? We won't, but we could. So what this mentality is, is essentially guys are trying to pick up grains instead of looking at the desert. They are missing the desert for the grains. And what this means is that they're investing all their time in Tinder, in Bumble, in Zusk, in whatever all the other ones are, elite dating or whatever it is. And they're making that their main steak. Right? They're making that the main steak, not the side dish. And what's so 
such a big mistake about this is that you give all your power away, right? When you, when you, it's essentially giving up. If you're the type of guy that goes, well, I'm only going to use online means of accruing sexual experience, accruing social experience, in which that I get to know myself in relation to other people in a sexual space through this online medium, which is the what? And by the way, what's the number one currency of online dating? Your physical looks, your physical attributes. That is the number one currency being traded, hundred percent. Then you can look at funny, uh, uh, funny and interesting and witty uh, bios and, and biography and all that stuff. And yeah, okay, that's all good. And, and your ability to be able to maintain, maintain conversation. And all right, but number one is your physical attributes. So for the guy that has accepted that I need to use online dating, which by very default means that I'm not a natural because I'm not able to naturally meet women through the processes of and the uh, mediums and the arenas of work, the gym, uh, social circles, fitness circles, etc., and uh, potentially getting drunk at a bar one night, you know, the typical ways that most natural people meet their natural partners, if you're acknowledging that that's not how I'm going to get it done and I need to use some other method and I'm going to use online dating for that, well, then you're probably not naturally the most gifted, which is the number one currency being traded. So you've already fucked up there. You've already fucked up there. But just, then, then, so it's the power being given away. This That's, it's, Holy shit, it's like the power being given away to such an extreme. Now, the next point moving on beyond that is that the lack, the obvious lack of social development. Now, listen, I've got no problems if you want to use online dating, if you have no dreams of self-cultivation. If you are not in this for self-cultivation and you just want to settle, you just want to find an average partner, you just want to find someone to come home to and live an average mediocre existence, then by all means, keep using online dating as your main stake. However, it's what really gets me here. And the number one, I guess this is probably the, maybe to make it more specific to this, this problem, this mistake guys are making, which is guys thinking that they can use online dating to improve their social performance. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. The very idea the very nature of online dating takes all of the social cultivation away. Most of the social development and most of the growth that comes through self-cultivation and the process of cold approach itself happens in how you meet the person. Now, make no mistake, there's so much more to be learned about yourself beyond the initial interaction. Of course, it's 90% after that, actually. But for guys that are in the beginning of the journey, that first 10% is, that's, it's, that's everything for them. That's their 100% as far as I'm concerned. If you can't even go out there and meet a random person, that's your 100% for now. For now. And so if you were to go on, look at online dating, well, that just takes all that away. It's no longer a cold approach. You didn't have to overcome yourself to swipe right. You didn't have to deal with all your limiting beliefs and the paper walls in your minds and have to forget about what everyone else outside you thinks and for you to have to bring the very best of yourself, the best of your 50, which means your intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. You don't have to do any of that to be able to meet this person online. So then and there, you've already, it's all, you've already lost. You've already lost if you thought that you were going to be able to cultivate yourself 
evolve yourself through the process of online dating. That's, it's ridiculous. So well, you guys may think, well, how can I use online dating and make sure I don't make this mistake? You use it for fun. It's your Happy Meal. It's not your Big Mac. <laughs> I have not had McDonald's since 2013. That's legit. You know how I know why? Because it was on my trip to Japan when Jay and I rocked up in Melbourne. It was the lot. I remember very viscerally. It was the night before we flew to Melbourne, the night before we flew to Japan. And uh, I had a, it was at that McDonald's opposite the airport in Melbourne. And I had an Angus, I had a Big Mac, I had, I had one of the Grand Anguses and, and some fries. And then, and from that point on, I've never had McDonald's ever again. That's a conversation for another time. Which is about, I'm just saying, the reason I say is I never use these like fast food references. But, but yeah, but, but online dating is just your fuck around. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying to guys that are in the process of social development and self-cultivation that they can't leverage a little old Tinder, a little old Bumbler, and just get a few extra experiences here just to have some fuck-around fun with. Of course. Tozen on air. Of course you could. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is in guys flipping that percentage and making their 80% online dating and then maybe every now and again they might go out to the bar, go out to the street and meet a girl every now and again, maybe. It's not the case though. It's not the case. It's like 99 to 1. If not 100. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is the thing. Just use online dating as you fuck around. Yeah, use it for some experiences. Use it to, have, use it to, to further your knowledge of the human race, but never for a second think that you are getting even half of the development through it, not even 90% of the development through it, not even 99% of the development through it. You know, I'll, I'll meet up with girls from Tinder, but when I meet up with her, I'm like, I, I, I treat it as like, as, as, as like, well, this is, I, I value this so little. I value this so little. I, I might meet a cool girl and I have met some cool girls from Tinder, but I value, I value what I'm getting from this experience for my internal development so low so low it's like it's like i don't even to that extent it's like this is like a wash it's a wash it's like i'm gonna meet up with this girl but i do not expect myself uh to grow any from this that's what it is let me reset it moving on here uh moving down the eighth biggest mistake that guys make in the dating world of 2019 oh jesus oh jesus looking to settle just looking to settle asap i'm just looking at the side note i wrote here oh man it's like, this is one of the funniest, one of the funniest things to me, the settling as, as soon as they possibly can and forsaking of the journey. You know, we look at these mistakes, these greatest mistakes that guys are making. You can see how they all just like, they're all beasts of the same thing. They all, they're all like a tail off the same piece. They're all this, they're, this is the nine tails right here. It's just one of the tails off them nine tails. Jesus, off the 10 tails, I should say. Oh shit. Oh shit, getting nerdy. Uh, yeah, so look at, look at, yeah. one of these greatest mistakes that guys that just look to settle as soon as they possibly can. What that means is that they were so ready to forsake the journey. They were so ready to forsake this journey of self-cultivation and that when they were walking up this mountain, the moment a peach dropped from the peak tree, and they're only halfway up, there are some guys they're only like 10 steps up the journey and a peach happened to roll down the mountain and now all of a sudden they forsake the journey. They got validated. What is that? For what? For the guy out there who's got blah, 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 blah. You know, it was like that little, guff, that little guppy going, what does that mean, Adam? What that means is that 
They got 10 days into the journey. They happened to meet a girl that said, that was like, okay, I'm kind of down here. Let's go. She could have been a great girl as well. But all of a sudden, the peach dropped, as in the validation from the girl outside of them dropped. It came, it showed up, it appeared. And all of a sudden, oh, well, fuck this journey. I'm just going to go settle down with this girl. It's like, but dude, did you actually change yourself? Did you, did you actually evolve and eclipse yourself in 10 days? I find it hard to believe. Shinji Naranai, I, I find it hard to believe that you, that you achieved all of the self-cultivation and you alchemized all of the low-level, toxic mindsets that are festering within yourself within 10 days. So why the fuck are you settling for this girl? Nothing against the girl. She could be a great girl. But how about instead of trying to lock her down? How about instead of trying to lock down every girl that walks into your life? How about we just focus on the journey? Stay focused. Forget about the validation. Keep it open and free. I'm not saying you can't you can't walk with that peach. I'm not saying you can't walk with that peach up this journey. What does that mean? That you can't have an open and free casual relationship while being on the journey. I'm not saying, in fact, I encourage that you do. You're going to keep learning in other areas. So I encourage that you do. But it's these guys that forsake the journey the moment a moment of the moment a piece of external validation arrives. And just the moment it arrives, it's like, fuck it, fuck it, that's me, white flag, I'm done. Like, then you weren't really on it for the journey. There was never really a journey. When that happens to you guys, it never really was a journey. Which is, again, when you look back to my journey, when I finished that first 30-day challenge and I had three casual relationships by the end of it, note how it was three casual relationships, not one monogamous by the end of 30-day challenge. I went into a monogamous relationship after enjoying those casual relationships, as the natural progression is, as I instruct, open and free first. However, I was in for the journey. I realized that I need to learn. I need to learn. I will not forsake the journey because I am having sex with this one girl, or this two girls, or these three girls. I'm, I'm not going to forsake the journey because I'm not so egoically ballooned into thinking that, oh, I did 30 days of work, so now I'm good. Or, so, or, so now that now my ability to be a completely direct, congruent, and authentic being is shored up. Is that no? No, no, there's so many more lessons. There's so much there's so much more lessons. But why do I see this? Why do we see this? This forsaking of the journey. Well, fun, it goes back to the previous point of which that they never really were in it for the journey. Okay, and then part two of which that they're coming from the or going back to the top of this potter, the absolute scarcity. Coming from acting from neediness, coming from that royal pedestal in the sense that we're just like they were holding their breath. They're on that 10-minute mindset. They're on that 10-minute mindset. They're holding their breath. They were in it for the fruits. And in fact, that they were acting from the royal pedestal mentality. Look at how all this shit ties together. That's why someone would forsake the journey. That's why. That's why. It's just amazing when you can get to the end of this podcast. And if you've been paying attention, look at how it all wraps up so neatly together. It's fucking neat. And so how do you avoid this? You might be thinking, I'm always trying to think about it tactically for you guys. How would you avoid this settling too early and the forsaking of the journey? Well, keep your ego out of it and realize that, listen, if you're really in it for your internal development, just because a peach drops along the way, you would not forsake that peach. Uh, you would not forsake the journey for that peach. You keep bloody walking. 
Do you just keep walking? That's it. It's like a girl rocks up into your life and you're halfway through your development, three quarters of the way through your development, one day through your development. Uh, keep walking. That's it. It's an open and free casual relationship, which means you can enjoy the sexual abundance experience with her and that you can learn through that space as well at the same time. But you keep going out and you keep learning about yourself in relation to other people. It goes back to what's your criteria for success? Are you in it for the roots? Are you in it for the fruits? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, this is good. This is good because now it's like, it's it's wrapping up faster, but because it's all being said for itself now. But it just it manifests in different ways, which is what's very interesting. So it's, it's, inter- it's very interesting. You know, if you skipped to this time mark, you really need to go back and watch the other ones, really. That's why like the the the... The reward comes to those who invest. If you are the type of person who will invest and to listen to this entire potter, you'll get so much from this, more from this than the person who just skips the time marks. And that's actually a fundamental difference in successful people in general. Like people who skip, people who don't want to do the work versus people who do the work, they often have very different lives. So anyways, moving forward here. Number nine. Oh, actually, I should probably check this camera for the battery. Yeah, yeah, before we do. Yeah, okay, give me a second. I'm going to check this battery. Now, the ninth biggest mistake that guys are currently making in the dating world of 2019 is the romantic complacency, right? Ignoring the biological clock of life, essentially. Now, what's interesting is that a lot of these uh, points are actually points that are in the top 10 pick-up beginner mistakes. They're very similar, it's a good, but it's a good rehash. And I have that was filmed a very long time ago, so I have different thoughts and different analogies on things now. But yeah. Uh, guys that are romantically complacent, what does that mean? What it means is that they get onto the journey, so to speak, of uh, bettering their dating lives, uh, getting into cold approach, and then they think that's good enough. Uh, this is my story. They think it's good enough that they can go out on a Friday, on a Saturday, go out, meet 10 girls in the day. Uh, let's say they might close eh, three to five, three to, three to five girls number closes out, and, and definitely not instant dates, but three to five number closes, okay. And then they text all of them, he texts, he goes home Friday night, Saturday night, texts them all, crickets, zero respond, or maybe one or two respond, but zero connected day two is for sure. That is what we call romantic complacency. And how did that all come to be? We'll listen to the start of what I just said. Goes out on a Friday or a Saturday. Goes out once or twice a week. Sound familiar? Sound familiar to someone's journey? Yeah, it's me. Go watch it. Go watch a uh, a video in the best of the best player was called the biggest mistake of my life. That's this lesson in a crux. That's this lesson in a crux. And listen, you're ignoring the biological clock of life when you become romantically complacent. What does this mean? Which is that you don't have forever. You don't have forever in this life to get this shit done. Okay. It's this paradoxical idea of which that micro impatience with macro patience. Yes, you must have this entire podcast. We have talked about the macro patience of what is required to be on that 10 year mindset. Give me a lifetime. I'll succeed in a lifetime, right? To be on this internal development, which you you committed to this journey for life. And that it was, it was always about the deep of the roots, which by its very nature is a very slow process. That's the macro mindset though. But make no mistake, you must have micro impatience. And that is what 
that is the antidote to romantic complacency. The complacency around just being in the journey and just being able to go out and get a girl's number or just being able to go out on an instant date every now and again, you know, and or maybe just go out once every two weeks and that's what it looks like, go once every two weeks. That romantic complacency, you're ignoring the biological clock of life, which is that you don't have forever to get this shit done. And that if you maintain this course of action, you will be that lonely, sexless, depressed person for the rest of your life. It is not good enough to be able to just go out and get a girl's number. That's not good enough. It's not, unless that's why you got into this. Unless that's why you got into this. That the only reason why I got into this journey is because I want to be able to go out and be able to go on the date and get her number and that's it. I don't want to go out on dates. I Fuck that shit out of I don't want to go out. I don't want to even go to have sex. Fuck that shit out of I don't want to have relationships. Fuck that shit. I just want to be able to get a girl's number. If that is your goal, then okay. But correct me if I'm wrong. The idea here is that you want to be able to learn about yourself in relation to other beings throughout the entire play of a sexually polarized connection, which means the very moment you see her too. From the moment you guys connect eyes on the street to the moment you guys connect eyes after sex and through everything that happened from step 0.1 through to whatever the end of that might be. I wanted to learn about all of that. Okay, so I need to have micro impatience of accruing the mass experience that is going to take me from connecting eyes to her on the street to connecting eyes with her the moment we finish sex to the moment that I see that baby pop out of her and that we've got my son and got my daughter to the moment that I'm on my deathbed and that she's on her deathbed and we look into each other's eyes then. Whatever long play you imagine. Whatever, but it, in the, fact, the fact is that there was a long play that you were not complacent about the fact that just being able to kick off an interaction, just being able to go out and get a one-night stand every now and again was good enough. It's like, no, no. You are, it's like, it's like, it's, it's the carrot, it's putting on the 60 kilo, it's, it's going up to King Kai's planet and, and putting on the, and putting on the 10x gravity and putting on, it's like going to King Kai's planet, which is 10x gravity of earth and walking this journey and growing through that journey in that sense, but you didn't need to. You didn't need to. I'm not sure that's the best analogy, but you didn't need to. You didn't need to add the extra gravity. What I'm saying there is you didn't need to make it more difficult in this sense. Like you made it more difficult than it needed to be. And in fact, that... Actually, you know what? I'm going to completely... <laughs> I lost my train of thought in Kid Guy's Platter because I want to re... I want to... Actually, because there's a lot of reasons why I would like to use Kid Guy's Platter as a positive form, but... But it's kind of derailed me there. It derailed my thought process because I went far too deep on Kid Guy's Planet. Hey, that's what happens when you're like fucking almost two hours into a podcast. So let me grab another one. Well, basically what I was talking about there was that with a micro impatience, yeah, that's what we're calling it. With a micro impatience, micro impatience, that's what you need to have. And that with your romantic complacency of being happy with that, which is good enough that I kind of got halfway, halfway around. That's why I meant by the 60 kilo backpack. That mindset makes things so much more difficult for you. Yeah, it's like, and then so I, <laughs> I was just thinking about Kid Guys Fight again. Were, Don't you want it more difficult? Sometimes, yes, you want it more difficult. You want, you want things to be tough, but not so tough that it crushes you. I guess that's where King Kai's Planet comes in here, which is that, you know, if you're Goku and you're willing to stand up to the challenge, that's great. But for most people, not everyone's Goku. And for a lot of us, when we're first starting, 
It's like if you were to take that was that was Goku adult Goku. If you that was Goku when he's already an adult. But if you were to take baby form version, or if you were to take someone, you take Krillin, <laughs> take Yamcha. Yet Yamcha's not ready for that. Yamcha's not ready for that. Don't make things as hard as they need to be, harder than they need to be, and that is what romantic complacency does for you. With this mentality of just being settling, hey, these numbers, these dates, occasionally, but no, no sexual intimacy, no day twos. Uh, sorry, no uh, relationships going through. That that kills you. It's so depressing. It's so depressing. It's it's the greatest mistake of my life. Back in that stage, it probably still is to this day, because uh, one day you'll wake up, and there's one to wrap up with this point is that one day you'll wake up and the biological clock of life has ticked over and you're 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 and you're not who you were at 20 and now it's much harder to learn social dynamics. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It is much harder to learn social dynamics at 30 than it is at 20, at 40 than it is at 30, at 50 than it is at 40. The more time you're allowed to elapse in this romantic complacency of just being, well, it's just kind of good enough where I am right now. And I'll just keep biding my time, going out once a week, once every second week, restarting the journey, picking the journey up off here and there, spinning my wheels. The biological the biological clock of life just keeps ticking on you. And it just gets harder. It just gets fucking harder. So don't wait. Macro patience, which is... The fruit mentality, which is the 10-year mentality, which is the builder bridge mentality, coupled with and times with the micro impatience of, well, I need to accrue and amass as much experience as possible within the shortest time possible, right? That's that. And you, you have to marry these two ideas. They are contradictory. Yes, they are contradictory, but that is life. Life is a paradox. So you have to get to a place of maturity where you can maintain the paradox of life. In which macro patience, micro impatience. I'm in it for the journey, but at the same time, I'm not so I'm not I'm not happy. I'm not just going to rest on the fact that I'm in the journey. It's like get on the fucking journey and hustle. That's it. Hell yes. <laughs> that was good. We almost got deal with that King Kai's planet. <laughs> uh, that's the potter, baby. So we just had to hit that reset. We're gonna come in here with the final biggest mistake that guys make in their dating lives in 2019 and it's just that they don't study the dance of masculine to feminine energy you know they just treat women as these prizes these toys and these experiences to be won but listen short of the number one fulfillment of this journey which is of course your internal development number two is the dance and the study of the dance between masculine and feminine energy and why it's because within the microcosm of what a man learns to bring the best of himself to a woman outside himself and to learn through masculine and feminine energy and the polarity between those two and to carry that play the full way through. What he learns in that microcosm then extends out to the entire world and to his entire world and all experiences between his friends, his family, business, physical development, mental development, spiritual development, everything. The laws of this life and the the principles of this world are governed in masculine and feminine energy and the polarization between the two, the dance between those two energies. You want to think about it another way? It's the yin and yang. No, it's yin and yang. It's light and dark. It's hot and cold. That's what we're talking about here. That's why, like, what, what, 
whenever I ask a guy, like, you know, just get into a guy's mind, like, what are you learning from this journey? A lot of the times they don't even realize that this is number two. Some guys can hit hit on number one, but then they, then they might go to the sexual uh, fulfillment. Then they might go to the sexual abundance. And okay, that's them. But to me, it's like, actually, the thing that excites me the most about a new experience with a woman is that I get another chance to learn about the dance between my masculine energy and her feminine. And then through the microcosm of those lessons, I can then take them and apply them to every other area of my life. And it's just such a mistake to not bring light to that study. It's, it's, it, and it's a mistake that I was making for a long time. It's just, I just, I didn't, I wasn't able to draw those lines and realize that, oh shit, shit. When, when I provide a woman with a strong masculine frame, which means that I don't allow her electric storms to unroot me and to upground me and to take me out of my frame and that I can maintain a frame in the face of her storm. Well, then that applies to every other relationship I have. And that applies to every other thing I do. And it's, it's like everything. I, I get to know through the dance of my masculine to her feminine energy, I get to know myself through that in relation to all other things. It's just amazing. It's incredible to me. And if, if I could have my 19-year-old just bring this into his mind and go, listen, I don't need you to... I don't need you to start becoming a philosopher. I don't need you to start writing essays and and have large discussions with all of your closest friends around the study of the masculine to feminine nation blurry. Like that's not what I'm talking about. All I want you to do is just have something of an awareness of the fact that when you get back for that Disney and chill with this girl and that you realize she's let go sexually into you and that she's placed the sexual trust of in you, that there was a dance between your energy and hers there. And I want you to focus on the lesson of that and how you can apply that to every other area of your life. Think about what you had to do to open that space. Think about what she had to do to let go into that space. Think about it. Just, and just, just think about it for a second and then go, keep going. Keep going. That's, that, that's all you need to take from this. When I say make the study of the dance between masculine and feminine energy, you can dive as deep as you want in that into your meditations. Go as deep as you want. The practical takeaway from it is that, oh shit, when I learn to be a true alpha masculine being, when I learn to provide that direct and good and authentic vibe, it just applies to all the areas of life. All of areas of life are affected by this and that all the principles of life are governed by the polarity of light and dark of the masculine and the feminine. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's a great place to wrap this pot up. And it's where we start. We will wrap up now. Bring this to a close. I think guys are just far too focused on what's outside themselves. You know, there's a reason why this, this makes my top 10 and, and brings in and wraps up the top 10 is because you can walk this journey for quite some time and never truly realize that this is such a huge thing. This is such a key. It was, it was always there staring me in the face. And I know it because there's a lot of other things you need to learn. There's so much stuff we need to learn. 
And am I saying that it's more important than learning what it means to just get my initial dating tactical skill set? No, which is why it's number 10. Right? It's, like it's, 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 a further, it's a lesson that starts to come when you come first full circle. Or at least it brings its awareness to full circle, and which is why I'm fully aware that for those of you that are on the clock face of this development, between 12 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, you, what I've just talked about here in this last point probably makes no sense to you at all doesn't even probably seem relevant to you right now good because it's not but it is it always has been it always will be it's just that because of what you're focusing on right now it just might not be what needs to take up all of your attention but when you start to get from 9 to 12 it's, it'll become more important for you and when you do come full circle in your development specifically on social development and dating development what you realize is that, well, this entire journey can be looked at as a study between a study of the dance between the masculine and feminine energy. And that's this entire time, that's what I was really learning to do. Yeah. This entire time, that was that's what was really going on. And the reason why I say that for a lot of people, it's not going to make any sense, it's not going to be relevant or even appear relevant, is because of that very reason. That you'll never really truly realize that until you come full circle. So I do realize now that I am speaking to a very minute selection of my audience, but I know there's a few of you out there that have come full circle. And I know that I'm talking to myself right now as well, as well. So it's real. It's real. It's a, it's a, it's a guiding light. So if right now, if that doesn't make sense, just like in my video, my favorite video I've ever made, the greatest lesson from 25 years of life, I outwardly said in the making of that, I'm sure most of you won't get this. I'm sure most of you won't get this. Because you have to have come to a certain place in life where you can get the main lesson of that story, that of, of that uh, video. Same thing here. Which is why I wrapping, I'm wrapping up with this, which is why it's not number one. <laughs> All right. But I feel, like, I feel like it's a tremendous mistake to go through this life in a much more philosophical way and not understand that that's what was always going on. And that now I can take that and apply it to everything else. And I can look at from a very metaphysical, a very, a very multi-dimensional plane in which that oh these lessons everything else now oh these lessons in the social part of the temple those bricks bring those bricks bring the technique that I was able to get those bricks together into the other areas of my temple that's more of the tactical part of it but even if you didn't get it, because for those of you it's like you can do your best if you're on twelve to three do your best to incorporate that but don't stress that's what I'm saying. Don't stress if that's not hitting home for you right now. Come back to this in a year, in two years, hit back on the time mark for this particular key, this particular mistake, and it might make sense to you more in a year's time if it doesn't make sense right now, depending on how much work you're going to do in the next year. So, my friends, my friends, ore no nakama. I'm here with you now. I am here with you now. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say for any of you that made it this far, uh, you have a lot of respect for me. If you actually listen to this entire thing and you're actually keenly aware, because I'm not going to lie, for someone to sit down and talk for two hours straight, I'm tanked. My mind's tanked. Not as tanked as I've been in the past. I've definitely got developed a muscle, but for you to be able to sit there and listen 
and to stay actively keenly aware, I know the energy required to do that. You got my respect. And I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you. It would mean the world to me if you could go out and take any of this and apply it in your own life. But at the end of the day, it's your life. And so I've laid out this stuff here from my years of experience, last eight to nine years of experience, not knowing if any of you will ever actually take any of this and actually apply it in your life. And to be honest, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me because it's just your life at the end of the day. And I do, I often wrap up a lot of my podcasts with this final message, which is that, listen, you could have listened to all of this. doesn't mean anything. You have to go out there and take action. You have to go out there and do, right? There's no more discussion to be had around doing, just do. And if you can do that, you make, you make me happy. You make me happy. I'm not happy. To, I'm not happy listening to guys that say, oh, amazing content, Adam, but then they don't change their lives. It would mean way, way more to me if I never heard from any of you, but if somehow by the end of my life, I could look back and someone told me how many of you actually went out and changed your lives and actually did something, it's like, well, that would be, well, that, then it's all worth it. The reason why I wake up is to guide people in their journeys of self-cultivation and liberate people into realizing their true nature that we're all one. And if any one of you could take a piece of that and actually implement it into your lives of what I do through that purpose, such as podcasts, such as Instagram videos and YouTube videos and the Bullsip weekly email newsletter and all that, and through, through my modalities of serving that purpose, if any one of you could actually do something to change your lives, that's, that's it for me. That's the reward. You don't need to pay me shit. You don't need to donate anything. You don't need to buy any of my services. You don't need to do any of that. Just... Just please, if if you could, just change your life. Please, that's that's all that would ever make me. That's all. That's that's it. That's it. Okay. So I'm gonna reset here. So in summarizing here, guys, uh, shit, it's been an absolute journey. This podcast, I really feel like I've uh, drained my soul out, and I just thank you all for being here. The of course the outro is gonna run, but uh, yeah, just know that. Just here in the moment. I really do wish the absolute best for all of you. Thank you so much. Let the outro go. Yeah. My friends, thank you so much for diving into this poddo. It means the world to me. I'd love your feedback. If you want to drop a comment on YouTube, if you want to slide me a DM on the gram, at Uwitang1, best place to connect with me outside of this. Or even if you want to send your own context, hit up boldojo.com on pretty much every single page. There's a contact me form somewhere there where you guys can send your own individual context and we can dive in. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to boldojo.com, drop your email in. There will be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you'll receive the very next sip. Now, if you guys would also like to support this podcast and everything that's going on down here, you can donate directly through boldojo.com in the podcast section. You can also slide anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. And anything that you guys do donate goes straight back towards this channel and everything that we're doing here at the bowl at the dojo. So thank you so much. I'm very grateful. And of course, if you would like to dive into deeper education and really get your shit handled, ebook, Crash Course Kick Ass Day Game, the Toolbox of Game ebook, that's on Bolduja.com, one-on-one Skype coaching, Bowl Inside, and also the Day Game Foundational Boot Camps, all available through Bolduja.com. And with all that being said, my friends, I wish you the absolute best in your life, the absolute best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.